Hello, beautiful people. Hi, how are you today? I hope you are doing well today. I hope you are feeling your best today. <sighs> How's life, everybody? How is life? Um, For me, <laughs> I will answer all of that in this episode. But um, welcome, welcome to the Throne Talk podcast where I give my queenly perspective on life's situations and help you all navigate through life while helping myself navigate through life. And of course, I have to give a pageant example, you know, in between the message just so I could tie it all in together. I don't know, maybe one day I'll do away with all that Uh do away with all of that but for now that's how I started um that's how I came up with the whole theme of throne talk podcast because it was originally a podcast for just talking about my pageant experiences but I've realized that um that my life is more than that platform so who knows we will definitely be um probably fading out of that whole pageant example thing but the reason why I have so many is because I spent majority of my 20s I'm 29 um majority of my all of my 20s let's be clear all of my 20s most of my 20s up until about 27 yeah 2022 March 22 I spent all of my years in the pageant industry competing and now I am in the industry as a pageant coach but nevertheless if you're not into pageants or any of that this podcast is still very much for you because I'm I'm talking about some real shit okay excuse my French sorry for the foul language but um I'm Ikea Janae I, I told y'all what I've what I've done but I am Ikea Janae your hostess, doing the mostest, doing a purposeful work. I'm being very intentional and walking in purpose. And before I get deep into any of that, I want y'all to follow us on social medias. Um, you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at, at glorythroneacademy.com. So Throne Talk Podcast follows up under that um that business of mine or organization nonprofit I don't know what is what it is yet but Glory Throne Academy is where you can find us on Facebook and Instagram only that is G L O R Y T H R O N E A C A D E M Y that is insane because I just spelled that without really thinking about it um just goes to show you the power of <laughs> conditioning saying things over and over or doing things over and over again and also too I need for y'all to make sure you share this episode share this podcast um tell your people about it if you're really feeling it if you feel like I'm, I'm saying something that's really speaking to you like yeah don't, don't don't be stingy you know tell the people tell the people about throne talk podcast of course I am um accepting the support and love um, subscribe on YouTube. Those of you who are looking on YouTube, make sure you subscribe and all things. Okay, are y'all ready? Four minutes in. All right, here we go. The topic of today is hurting 
in the unlearning. My, my, my. Mm. Hurting in the unlearning. Today we are talking about letting go of what we thought we knew. Mm. Uh, I know it hurts. Have y'all ever seen um, The Grinch Show Christmas? And when he, find, <laughs> when he found out that he had a heart at the end, he was like, ah, yeah that's the season that i'm in right now a whole lot of unlearning and the unlearning has been happening for a while it just didn't it it didn't just start recently like it's been happening for about it's been going strong for about four years four to five years and recently it just turned up a notch and i have been humbled I've been humbled because what I thought I knew isn't true or what I came to believe is not what I need come on come on rhymes early on early on so um of course like I said I want to start with the pageant example um so over let's talk about my pageant journey of competing for Miss South Carolina since the age of 18 like I said I'm not 29 now and believing that I was going to be Miss South Carolina or any goal, really, honestly, or any goal that I had in mind, um, having to adjust to the reality that I wasn't going to be Miss South Carolina really is one that, if I'm being honest with you, is one that I'm still digesting. And it's not because I feel that all that I am worth is just winning a crown and that's it or I feel as though I'm not capable of anything else that's not what I'm saying but when you've invested so much time energy and you don't see that return on that investment the way that you thought you was going to see it it eats you alive me anyway when I invest I I I expect a return on my investment. Most people who like who isn't expecting a return on their investment. Like people aren't investing in things, you know, hoping that, oh, I don't think nothing is going to come out of it, you know, or I don't want it. You know, I don't want anything out of it. Which granted, we can give in certain situations and it's like, I'm not looking for anything. But I'm talking about the things where you had a goal. You had a goal in mind. You knew how you wanted to reach this goal. You've overcame hurdles and mountains and all these obstacles to get to this goal. And then you realize this goal is not for you. Oh my God. Let me take off my glasses. That hurts. It hurts. It hurts. And I'm going to just talk about, like I said, me aiming to be Miss South Carolina. Since 18 years old, it was something I was just like, okay, this is the goal. Like, it wasn't one of those goals where, like, ever since I was a little girl, five years old, I've always wanted to be Miss America, Miss America, or Miss South Carolina. No, I, I, the only thing I've ever wanted to be was a singer. <laughs> Let's be clear. I mean, other things too, but I've always knew I wanted to sing. And be a music artist. But, you know, when this opportunity came to my attention, I'm like, I could do that. 
And when I knew, I knew that I was capable of being that. And if you, if you listen to recent episodes, previous episodes, then you know that the opportunity was kind of taken away from me. (laughs) And I wasn't given a fair shot to really, you know, even be it, honestly. Now, there have been mistakes that I've made and I knew that I had to grow in it and I'm so grateful for the growth in it. But at the same time, I was not given given a fair shot for a dream that I worked so hard for. And so, like I said, um, hurting in the unlearning, um, talking about letting go of what we what I thought I knew, like I just knew. This is going to be how I get to X, Y, Z. This was my game plan, y'all. Win Miss South Carolina. (laughs) Go to Miss South Carolina. Win Miss South Carolina. Go to Miss America, national television. Perform your talent on stage. Beyonce is going to see you and all all the other famous people. And somebody's going to get you. They're going to scoop you up. Boom. Famous. That was the plan. And... My plan didn't go as expected, but sometimes your plans don't need to go as expected because believe it or not, I believe that God was truly protecting, protecting me from something, you know, but where the hurting part of it comes in at is of course, you know, realizing that I didn't have a fair shot, but my body, my mind, my habits, everything I'm still to this day unlearning certain behaviors and um, perceptions even to this day <laughs> like is is so for instance one thing I'm having to unlearn is everything is not a competition <laughs> it hurts because it's just like oh man it always hurts your pride when you feel like you're doing good in life when you are dotting every I and crossing every every T. And then one day a mirror comes in front of you and you just, oh, I didn't know that was inside of me, you know? Um, and it, it's gotten better over the years, right? Like back in the, back in the day, it was kind of bad. And what I mean by that is like everything was a competition. Like somebody could post like when... I started doing like Motivation Monday and posting the videos online of me motivating people on Monday. And um, I would post and then somebody else would post. And I'm just like, oh, mine is better than you get what I'm saying. Like, and it's just like, it's not a competition, girl. Like you have nothing to compete for or in a sense of feeling, though, if I don't do better than somebody else, then. I'm not worthy or if if people don't see me as the best, then who am I? Like, what is life? Like, what am I worth if I'm not competing or trying to beat somebody else at something? Now, granted, I don't do that now. Um, I am very aware of those triggers. But I'm all, excuse me, <laughs> just burped. But I'm also very aware of where it stems from. It stems from not just uh, Miss South Carolina, but early on, you know, a little girl 
and when you suffer from like abandonment issues and different things like that then you do begin to wonder oh my god what did I do wrong but then you begin to discover beautiful things about yourself or your talents and it's like oh my god I do this thing right I'm doing something right like people love this people love to hear me sing people love to see me dance people love to you know that was me and so it's just like because people love this if they no longer love this about me or if I'm not doing this to a certain degree then like like I said who am I (laughs) right so fast forward going to Miss South Carolina it just enhanced that insecurity that much more yeah and so in adult years, like probably about 25, 20, oh, 25, 23, 24, I realized that I was trying to compete, perform rather. Let me just use that. I was trying to perform for people's love. I didn't really need a competition or anybody, you know, to compete against, but I knew that if there was somebody else who could take away that attention then it's almost like a threat, if that makes sense. And um, I, it wasn't until about, like I said, about 25, I realized I was like, ooh, you got a, you got a little something, something going on right there. And having to unlearn that and what I called, what I thought, what I was calling success or being like ambitious and goal driven, a gold digger, goal digger. <laughs> Um, I had to unlearn that behavior. I was masking it as, as those things, which granted I am very driven. I am very ambitious, but what it really was, was me performing, trying to perform for people's attention, love and care. Does that make sense? I don't know if it makes sense to y'all, but having to unlearn that really hurt. It did hurt a lot. Um, and even... I want to give a scenario. I want to talk about, I'm telling y'all my business. Oh my God. But in June of this year, so my birthday is in June, June 26th to be exact. Miss South Carolina always falls on my birthday. Like I was either competing at Miss South Carolina during my birthday um, or like it was just getting over or it was just the week was just about to begin. And so for seven birthdays, six, seven birthdays, I I, I spent my time chasing after a dream, right? And I, I remember, remember always feeling like my birthdays aren't, as joyous as they could be because I would always leave feeling like I failed because I didn't make top five because I didn't make top 10 um, because which I've made top 10 and top 16 and won some talent like eventually but those years where I didn't make top five where I didn't win in South Carolina or I didn't make top 10 it I, I wasn't even able to celebrate my my uh another rotation around the sun, my birthday, another year of life. I couldn't even celebrate it the way that I should have because I was feeling like a failure. 
And then I remember the year that I aged out and I couldn't compete, 26. And it felt like a brick was thrown at my chest. And I was just crying. And I'm just like, oh, my God. It was, it was a new life for me. It was like, what is life without achieving or chasing a goal <laughs> or what you really want? Like, what is life for real? Like, what is it if you're not hustling, if you're not uh, exhausting yourself for an opportunity or exhausting yourself to achieve a dream or, or reach a goal? Like, what is life? You know, and I cried on that birthday. And I remember I made my own birthday cake. I had like a little get together at my um, best friend's house. Mind you now, this is also the year of 2020. So it, it was different. It was really different. The world had shut down, you know, and this was my first year not competing. Oh, my God. And I sobbed and I sobbed and I sobbed. And it was just so different for me because, like I said, I didn't know life outside of trying to. I didn't know any adult birthdays outside of trying to be Miss South Carolina. And it sucked. But I want to fast forward 27. Birthday was lit. It was like, oh, my God, there is life outside of trying to perform or trying to succeed. Because I I also come from a family, you know, where we I just wasn't born from privilege right and breaking generational curses and trying to make my family proud that's what I wanted and so 27 the year 27 that birthday it was like the first birthday that I enjoyed my first adult birthday that I enjoyed like literally enjoy granted I enjoyed going after what I loved or because I'm I'm just I got that dog in me and I am naturally competitive in a healthy way. I believe you can compete in healthy ways. Um, so I enjoy that. But far as like feeling like what to do outside of it left me in shambles. So in, at 27 years old, I was lit. I was so happy. And it, it's like I found a new piece about myself. And it, and it, I realized that I was worth more than the things that I was trying to achieve and that me, myself, the individual, like I'm good, like I'm good enough. Like these people are around me because I had like a small get together. I'm like, these people are around me and they love me and they care for me because, you know, of me, not because of what I do. They love me, you know? And that was a very sweet experience. But I want to talk about I'm still talking about talking about hurting and the unlearning, right? And how sometimes it still hurts to unlearn. Cuz you never know you never know how some how deep deep a theology is within you. You never know how things are deeply embedded into you until something else is presented to you and you realize like, oh, wait a minute, 
This is challenging my theology. This is challenging who I am as a person. This is challenging everything I thought I knew up until this point. So in June of this year, June of this year, June 26th, my, my birthday is June 26th. We, like I, like I said, 27, 26, I cried because that was the first birthday without me competing at Miss South Carolina. 27, we lit. 28 was pretty good too, honestly. This year, I cried like a baby. And I'm going to be very vulnerable and honest with y'all. And please do not mistake this vulnerability with me being weak because I'm far from it. If anything, I'm stronger because I am very aware and I'm very confident in my vulnerability. But in the month of June of this year, I cried like a baby because um, I don't know, many of you may or may not know that we just crowned a new Miss South Carolina and she is a black Miss South Carolina, Jada Samuel, um, who I'm very cool with. Uh, And I've competed with her a few times, honestly, but I was there before her. So I was there probably three years before her. I had, yeah, I was three years into the hole before she came and um, she was crowned Miss South Carolina in June. And when she was crowned, it was almost like when I saw the, the reaction of the people, black people in particular, because she's the fourth, the fourth, one, two, three, four, out of like 83, 85. I don't know. I don't, I don't want to lie. Let me look and see. I think she's like the 85th, 84th, somewhere, 80 something. She's the 80 something Miss South Carolina. And out of all of those, all of those Miss South Carolinas, there's only been four and she's the fourth. So part of the reason why I was crying is because when I look on the internet and I see these black people like celebrating her, like, it just did my heart so good. Like her 80 year old grandmother or something like that was um, sitting in the living room watching it. And she was like, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And, and everybody was crying. And I was like, oh my God, representation really matters. And then the other part of it, why I was crying was because I'm like, this is this is too triggering for me. This is too triggering for me. Like where I thought I was over it, like uh, 27, 28, like I said, those years was good. So I'm like, I'm 29, like it's lit. And I was that same weekend, I was that same Saturday, I was actually working at a Fantasia concert, right? And um, you would think, like, oh, okay, like, it, to me, in my head, I was, I was trying to calculate. I was like, okay, th- here's the exchange. Something bigger for something greater. Like, you, yeah, you're, you're not Miss South Carolina, but you're working at the backstage at the Fantasia concert. So that's how I was calculating it in my head. Like, oh, I ain't worried about Miss South Carolina. Still cry like a baby because here it is. Like I said, I, I invested so much time. I invested so much energy sacrificing time and time again not only that but knowing that the girls that I was going up against did not have the same problems that I had 
Meaning this is a scholarship pageant, but your dress is $10,000 or more, you know, but here I am trying to figure out like me and my mama and all of us trying to figure out how are the lights going to stay on or are we going to have enough money for the rent or (laughs) worried about food, you know, different things like that. When I come back, that's why I, it was so depressing for me. Like it was so heavy for me because it's just like, if I do not win, (laughs) this is what I got to go back to. If I do not win, my family will never see, you know, they, I wanted to give my family hope. I wanted to give them the representation. I wanted to be that person. And I, I celebrated Jada and I, I gave her all her flowers, shouted her out on Facebook. But that in my heart of hearts, it was just like that was supposed to be me. And that's just keeping it a book with y'all. It was like that was supposed to be me, but you but y'all kept moving the finish line from me. Y'all kept moving it from me. And so as I am celebrating my 29th birthday. The last year of my 20s, all I could do was cry. Because not only am I reminded of the investments that I've made, and I have yet, yet, heavy on the big, like heavy on the yet, have yet to see the return on those investments. I am still struggling in so many ways still struggling financially, still trying to, you know, obtain financial freedom, not only for myself, but for my family. You get it? Like, it's still to me, like, I've grown so much internally. I've developed and I've matured in ways that y'all can't even imagine. So in that aspect, I am like, I have outgrown so many things like I'm great like I'm good but these outer circumstances the things going on around me financial situations you know struggling to make ends meet like that's still a struggle for me so the fact that I still (laughs) couldn't just get up and go wherever I wanted to go because of finances or whatever it was triggering for me because it's just like "Mm." (laughs) and in my head it was like yo I could have came up by now had y'all gave me an opportunity and that was one of the main reasons why I was crying and also crying too because I had to make peace with the fact that it's over like it's okay like it's totally fine making peace with this was a part of your journey but the way you thought the journey was gonna go is not how it happened and that's what hurts. Hurting <laughs> in the unlearning. Still trying to convince my body to believe like my Kia. It's okay. <laughs> my Kia, you are still worth more. My Kia, your time is coming. Still having to pick myself up after people try to break me down or you know, after they tear you to shreds, you got to piece yourself back together and keep going. It was like, 
it it was it was like a knife in my heart. And I will say on the lighter side of that, I let me say, I had to unlearn what my position was and it wasn't to be Miss South Carolina. Not at that time. Not it, it just wasn't. My role and position was so much bigger and better than that crown and sash going on across my chest and on my head. I'm doing the work now. The things that I've learned, the things that I, uh, I've observed in that industry and being able now to coach girls and help them in a way that no other, co- no other coach has ever before. And I stand on that. No other, co- like, no other coach is taking the approach that I am taking. And I know that for a fact. I'm telling you, they don't have my perspective. They don't process things the way that I do. They don't um, feed it to the girls the way that I do. I know that that's that's just a special gift of mine. Like the process and power that God has given me is like very unique. And listen, it's not arrogance. It's just facts. But being on this side of it now, I could do so much more than what I would have been able to do if I was crowned, I would have been very limited. Like, I don't know if y'all have ever read a pageant contract before, but them things are very questionable. They're very like it. Most of them do not protect the girl It's to protect, protect the organization or who she's representing. And it's terrible. And just thinking about who I am now, how I operate as an artist, as a businesswoman. Excuse me. As a businesswoman, um, you know, just in general, it's just like I don't know if I would have been able to still I don't know if I would have been able to still do that. I know for a fact I wouldn't have been able to still do that um, if I would have won, because a lot of girls after they win, they it's like even after it's over and nobody's really like thinking about you as much anymore. It's like you still are trying to, you're still like a representative of the organization, which granted, I feel like I'm a great woman. Like, however, the liberation that I have now, I would not have had if I had won. And so having to unlearn my role and position, what I thought what I thought or or how I thought life was gonna go it hurts so much but it's so good it's such a sweet revelation it's such a peace that comes with it so it hurts but it's work like I, I I realize now that it's all working for my good it's all working for my good it's still working for me like I still have yet to see the the harvest of the investments the investments have not gone to waste the investments were not and are not in vain they're not in anything any lie any thought that you believe that speaks against that i rebuke it right now <laughs> We cast it down right now in the name of Jesus, period. Like, I, 
you have to speak against it, live against it. And what I mean by that is even though you think something, sometimes your your body, you have to move against what you think in your mind or what you believe in your mind. Mm-hmm. And it's been, a, it's been such a sweet revelation for me. Um, the peace that I have now, knowing that that I'm worth something outside of my performance has been a great journey. It's been wonderful. It's been wonderful because, like I said, for the past, well, I stopped in 20, so let's just talk about how I competed for Miss South Carolina USA in March of 2022, and the piece I had going into that pageant, unstoppable, untouchable, I said to myself, I said, they would be lucky to have me. Most girls are like, oh my God, like, I just really, really want this opportunity. Like, I'll, like, I'll be so lucky to have this opportunity. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. No, they'll be lucky to have me, me. I, I'm going to bring something to this organization. Oh yeah. Let me tell you another reason why I was crying on my birthday, because so previous years past, I had started like this whole hype man tradition, you know, like when football players, they clap it up um, when they are getting ready for a game and they do the slow clap and then it gets faster, 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 faster. And then they get louder and louder and louder and louder and they get more hype, 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 hyper, hyper, hyper. I did that backstage and the people thought I was crazy at first until they realized like, oh, wait, <laughs> this works. People actually like it. You know, so I had did that for about four years. Yeah, maybe about four years. And this year, the not Jada, who's the Miss South Carolina now, but the previous Miss South Carolina who crowned her, she did it. She she did it last year and she did it this year. And she um they recorded her and put her on Instagram. It was, and everybody was like, look at Jill doing what she does best and all the, and all the, ooh, ooh, ooh. and they was like, it was basically like they were giving credit to her. And I want to read y'all what I said to these people on, hold on, let me see. Let's find it. Hold on. Bear with me. Oh, so um, I said, so grateful to see that the hype man run tradition continues and I pray it continues. So grateful for how this organization has shaped me and how I've shaped it. Huh. Miss South Carolina pageant week gave me some of the best summers. Every girl deserves to experience the greatest girl camp ever, LOL. But this isn't just about fun. Girls need to return. Girls need to be able to trust this organization. Tonight, I put my faith in this organization and pray that everything is done with honesty and integrity. Don't make a mockery of all the work you've established. The prosperity of this organization depends on it. Baby, I was triggered. And that was a very peaceful comment. That was, I wanted to say more. I wanted to say, how dare y'all <laughs> make it seem like 
you know, people were honestly, they didn't put that in the caption. People were resharing the clip and giving credit to to the to that current Miss South Carolina at the time. And I love her to death. Let's be clear. However, I think they all know. <laughs> they all know that I speak truth. And they also know that I want to see them. I want to see that organization flourish because it, it does girls it like it does wonders. If they stick to it, if they stay in it, it does wonders. I honestly wasn't supposed to make this whole podcast episode about that, but here, like, here we are. Um, but I am the reason why I feel like a lot of this had, like, a lot of this broke my heart and it kind of broke me down in the sense of me just sobbing and crying like a baby is because, like, I'm a patterns girl. So, me, I'm like, two plus two equals four. It's not going to equal anything else. And so when I see two plus two and I only see it and y'all, y'all two plus two equal 10, I'm feeling some type of way. It's like, oh, this is, I done calculated it. I done did everything right. I done did my time. I done gave y'all the, some of the best talents on this stage. I done, you know, I've, I've done what was necessary so therefore I, I got to be at least in top five top uh or miss south carolina got to be there's no other way and i actually took that mindset into a lot of a lot of my life's situations including relationships romantic relationships friendships um any other goal that i was trying to achieve in my head it's like you put in the work you do this then this is the outcome. This is what you're going to like. This is the outcome that you're going to get. And it shouldn't be anything else other than that, which leads to my three points of the things that we need to unlearn. Now, these are the, the big three for me. And hopefully you all can, you know, like y'all can relate to. But the first thing is that you need to unlearn or unlearn and learn is that consistency is key, but perfection does not guarantee a perfect outcome. I'm going to say it again. Consistency is key, but perfection does not guarantee a perfect outcome. Just like I said, I thought that because I was getting better every year. I thought because I was doing things right with integrity that I was growing. I was getting better with my interview skills. I was getting better with my talent. I was getting better with my walk. I was like, I went to the university. I went to Coker University and, you know, I did all the things right to get this specific outcome. But when you are dealing with humans with free will who could do whatever they want to do, you could throw that out the window. They, there are other factors to consider when you are trying to reach your goal. I tell my clients all the time, my personal training clients, they come to me and they're like, oh, my God, I want to, um, <laughs> I want to lose a hundred pounds in a year. I'm just like, that's very doable. 
but they but they never include life which nobody can include life because you don't know what's going to happen in life right you don't know what's going to happen but a hurricane could come you could lose your job you could go through a bad breakup somebody could die like and then it's just like but this was the goal the goal was to lose 100 pounds in a year why isn't why isn't it happening you know and it's just like there's so many other factors that are out of our control completely out of our control and if you stay fixated on that mindset like if you continue to think like if I do everything perfectly the outcome is going to be perfect or it's going to be exactly how I thought or then I'm just let you know now you're setting yourself up like for like for heartbreak <laughs> you know just having to realize like my Kia you were consistent you did your part you did what you were supposed to do it still does not mean it doesn't mean that it was for you you could have done done it you couldn't have been more perfect there was nothing else or like there was nothing left for you to do. And that still wouldn't have been you because it's not supposed to be you. That's not for you. It's not <laughs> like having to make peace with that hurt me so much. Making peace with Makia, you are enough. Making peace with Mykia, yes, you had great performances, but it still wasn't going to be you. And it's not because you weren't worthy of the title. It wasn't because you couldn't handle the title, but it, it was simply because the title didn't belong to you. If God wanted that for me, I don't care what man's hands would have been in it. He would have made it happen. I done seen it happen too many times where it's just like, oh, y'all were planning for this. But God just because if he wanted it to happen, I would have been there or you get. Do you understand what I'm, I'm saying? And the thing about it is I did things the pure way. I could have went, went about it like a totally different way. I could have, I could have done it the dirty way. I could have paid people money. I could have politicked, you know, but I didn't, I didn't. And so those people, like I've seen girls time and time again, say things like, um, oh my God, this is God's plan. Jeremiah 29 and 11. Every time they win and they, and they do the praise Jesus and thank you God, but you, you politic your whole way to Miss South Carolina or to whatever title that you're striving for. You pay people money. You slept like you slept with somebody. And it's not saying all girls have done this, but baby, best believe there is scandal behind these things. Like, absolutely. And it's just like, my kid, you were never supposed to win. Not, not like, mm, nope. And I had to make peace with that. So that's the first point. Consistency is key, but perfection does not guarantee a perfect outcome or the outcome that you want.
Yeah. All right. Second one is love is not possession. It's respect. Now, I didn't get into this, um, this podcast episode, because like I said, I didn't expect to be talking about pageant stuff (laughs) this entire time. But I did put this point down because that is one of the things that I've had to unlearn over like recent years. And, um, and that is to release people, to accept people as they are. We think that having people in our, in our, um, possession, we think having people in company with us 24 seven, we feel that, you know, um, we feel that if a person is not mine, then how can I love them? Or if they're not where I can see them then how can I love them? I can't love them if I'm not in in control. I can't love them if I don't know what they're doing all the time. I can't love them if they don't listen to what I say. And love is not possession. Love is respect. Respect for people's nature. Respect for how people naturally respond to life. Respect for what people want to do. Respect of people's free will. That is love. And I had to learn that unlearn that it's not about control and learn that it's about respect that's it allowing people to freely be who they need to be now I'm not talking about you know you being in a relationship with someone or being friends with someone or being a family member with someone and not holding them accountable that's not what I'm talking about (laughs) You hold them accountable, but however, trying to prove, like, go out of your way, bend your back, exhaust yourself to prove a point or to prove to them why your way is right, mm -mm, it's not love. It's not love. You got to set people free. Like, you got to allow them to do what they want to do and be whoever they want to be. And then, you know, when life hits them, They'll remember the people who truly cared for them. I know one of the biggest struggles, I I think, I can't, I don't want to project, but if I had to guess, one of the biggest struggles for certain people in my life, um, my church in particular, my pastor, um, probably my personal trainer, probably, um, I went through a whole era after 2020 of detaching a detaching that I didn't plan neither. It wasn't like on my radar at all, but I did a huge detachment tour from people. And I think I know for a fact, if I would have stayed in the presence of those people consistently, the way that I was, that I would not be the woman that I am today. Only because these people, they loved me they love me dearly, right? Um, they love me dearly, but their perception of life suffocated me in a sense. I didn't even know I was being suffocated. They didn't even know they were suffocating me, you know? And I, and as I was set free, I realized how many people I was trying to hold hostage with my perceptions and how I feel like their life should go and how I was trying to police them and their every action in their and their every move and trying to help them dot every I and cross every T. And it's like, no, like 
People got to live. People got to live. And you do the best that you can to help them. But at the end of the day, people have to make their own decisions. People have to be who they feel like they should be. Or, you know, like we can only do but so much. So that's the second point. Love is not possession. Love is respect. And not taking it personally when a person doesn't, um, when a person doesn't, uh, once they leave your possession or yeah, once they leave your, like if they've been in your presence consistently or, you know, you've been able to watch, keep an eye on them at all times. And now they're like gone. We have to be careful and be sure that we don't tie our identity to that. Meaning, let me give an example. I was working at um, an elementary school and um, I was a second grade teacher's assistant. And the kids, they were, oh my God, I love them so much, but they had a lot of like at home struggles. And I knew that I was helping them in so many ways, you know, or lightening their mood. I was, um, I was making their day better in a sense, or giving them a space where they can just kind of like be themselves. And when God told me to leave that job, I was like, I can't leave my babies. Like, and I remember saying to myself, like, who else is going to do it? Like, who else is qualified, you know? But really, in reality, and I eventually left, but God had to like prick my fingers off of it. I was like, God, if you want me to move out of this class, I need for you to, you to do it because I can't do it. And they actually moved me to a totally different class. And I was like, damn, all right, God, I hear you. I mean, I didn't say damn to God, but <laughs> I was like, shoot. I was like, okay, God, I, 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 I'm reading the room. But um, I remember saying to myself, like, who else is going to do it if not me? You know, and God is like, I got somebody else. Like, it's not just you. Like, and then I realized that I was tying my identity to helping people. Like, I, I took a lot of pride in knowing that I can alleviate the pain of people, that I can help people navigate through life. Like, what I'm doing right now with y'all on this podcast is helping, pe- helping people navigate through life. Right. Except I'm doing it at my own time and I don't know who's going to listen. But before I I was making it my responsibility when people weren't even asking me (laughs) to help them navigate through life, you know, like I just took so much pride in that. And yes, it's a part of who I am. However, I was suffocating people with that um, mindset. So love is not possession. It's respect. And the last thing, the last point is success alone does not bring peace and joy if it even brings it at all honestly and I had to learn that as well I thought running running it back to what I said before about me wanting to be Miss South Carolina aiming to be Miss South Carolina I thought once this happens my life will be okay I will have peace I will have joy I will have all the things that, you know, the picture in my head of what I thought life was supposed to look like. I thought once I achieved my goals, which granted achieving goals does bring a great level of fulfillment, but it doesn't bring peace and joy, baby. That, that's inner work right there. 
because previous, if you listen to previous episodes, I talk about how I um, was exposed to my struggle with anxiety and panic attacks, which I did not know that I was having um, until I didn't get top, um, I didn't get called for top 16. <laughs> my first year competing at Miss South Carolina, that was like my first panic attack. And I didn't realize that I was like dealing with that until then. And um, just to think that I was somebody dealing with something like that and they would have crowned me. I know for a fact that I wouldn't have been ready to be no Miss South Carolina in no 2014. So I'm going to just be honest, you know, but um, I, I realized early on, like, I can't be this if I'm dealing with this. No, and it's not saying that you have to be a perfect person to carry that title. <clears throat> But it is saying, you know, you need to make sure that you're in good health and shape mentally, emotionally, physically, and spiritually. And I wasn't. And so I had to definitely come to terms with that. Peace and joy is a work that I need to do. It has nothing to do with the work that I'm doing on the outside. It has nothing to do with how many times I work out at the gym or what my body looks like. It has nothing to do with um looking the best or you know achieving the achieving these goals it has everything to do with me being still sitting with myself and healing myself and having the having these conversations with God like look I need your help I need your help and so yeah those are the three things we need to learn and uh, unlearn and learn and that is consistency is key but perfection does not guarantee a perfect outcome two love is not possession it's respect remember it yeah and three success does not bring peace and joy only fulfillment and that fulfillment is very temporary all right y'all i did an hour not in my plans but you know i do not regret it um thank y'all so much for listening if you've stayed this long to listen if you made it to the end god bless you god bless you um i'm happy to be here and by here i mean present on earth not just my body here on earth but present and i have peace and i have joy and i have a great relationship with god who gives me great revelations and i'm able to talk to y'all on these podcasts and let y'all know um or show y'all how to navigate through life in these situations the situations that you deal with in life so yep make sure you share like subscribe all the things that you need to do on any social media platform on youtube like i said subscribe share this video with somebody i hope it helps i hope it helps um repost all the things come on show your girl some love like post your favorite clip i would love to see that i'm manifesting that ain't that what y'all kids call it now or that's what y'all say now i'm manifesting that i want y'all to take a little clip your favorite clip post it on social media and um show me some love and it's greatly appreciated thank you in advance and thank you for listening i'll see you for episode i don't even know i don't know what episode it is but um I'll see y'all next time. Bye.